Okay, question for you. Think before you answer. Sorry, I know it's Sunday morning and asking you to think is... You know. Why do we die? That's cheery for coming up to Christmas, sorry, that's great. Why do we die? There's always one, isn't there? I thought somebody go, because we get sick. To which the next question is, why do we get sick? Because there are viruses around. And, but actually, Henny, a bit louder so everybody can hear you. Because of the fall. We die because of the fall. We're designed as human beings to be eternal. Because we're made in the image of God. And we were designed, whether you take the Adam, Eve, Adam and Eve story literally or whether you take it as a metaphor, I'm not bothered because the truth that comes out of it is exactly the same. But Adam and Eve in the garden were not allowed to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but were allowed to eat from the tree of eternal life. So they were allowed to be eternal. Those early pages in Genesis where you see the, the story of Adam and Eve how how long is that you know, it was Adam and Eve walking in the garden Adam and Eve with Cain and Abel how we have no idea and given the numbers we're about to look at in a moment from Genesis you know, the sense that they had eternal life is very strong they were designed Adam and Eve were designed to live eternally with God and they were designed to walk with him in the, in the cool of the evening, in the garden. I love that the writer of Genesis puts that in. Not just that they were going to walk with God, but they were going to walk with God in the cool of the evening. You know? If you go to a hot country, the cool of the evening is quite welcome. Yeah? The cool of our evenings in December here is probably a bit, you know, it's a, it's a bit too chilly, exactly. But... Um, but they walk with God. And that's the design. That's what Adam and Eve, as the examples, the exemplars, the representatives of humanity, are designed to be eternal. And death only enters the whole creation. Think about it. Is there death in God? Not eternally, not spiritually. And actually... Not physically in the original design. We only experience death and decay, so death of plants, death of people, death of animals, all that sort of stuff. We only experience that since the fall. The fall brought death into the equation. And as soon as death becomes part of the equation, what do Cain and Abel do? They don't just fall out, there's murder born out of jealousy <laughs> do we see jealousy in our families just looks at the ceiling try not to look at anybody in particular yeah do we see it you ever been jealous of anybody you ever had murderous thoughts about anybody ever said to your kids I'll kill you when I get you home that's not actually a good thing to say to your kids really you know it really isn't but I bet we've all said it haven't we haven't we well done well done. Has it been said to you? <laughs> yeah, there you go. You've said other things to them, but not that one. Or the other one. Wait till your father gets home. 
I used to quite like it when my mum said that. Because I knew Dad wasn't going to do anything. <laughs> he'd, he'd just talk to me, <laughs> which was fine. I was very good at not getting caught as a kid. I won't say I was very good. I was just very good at not getting caught. Uh, I was intelligent enough not to get caught. So there you go. So the fall brings sickness and death. So is sickness and death part of God's original design for the planet? No. But it is what we experience, isn't it? And it's horrendous. We've all got family members who've died before their time. All of us. We've all got family members who are sick now. And it's horrible. And it's difficult and it's hard. But it's not God. It's not his call. The series we're in at the moment is Living by Faith. And how do we live by faith? And we're looking at the names from... Shall we start with Hebrews, Paul? Have I given you enough time there to, to get the two bits of scripture up? <laughs> we start with Hebrews. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Come to verse 6 in a minute. Let's do Enoch first. Enoch was taken from this life because God's like that and he kills people. No. God was taken from... I've heard somebody say that, <laughs> not here recently, but, you know, well, poor old Enoch, he lost out on how many years of life? Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. Is Enoch or are we experiencing the design of God? It's Enoch, isn't it? For once there's an either or there and the answer wasn't yes, Sorry. I confused you all, didn't I, by not being yes answer. Enoch is experiencing the, the, the reality. He's with God. Have you got the bit in Genesis 5? Oh, there you go. 20 to 24. Altogether, Jared lived 962 years. Jared is Enoch's dad. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. Oh, hello. Can, you, can we remember who Methuselah is? Anybody? Anybody know who Methuselah is? Looks like you said that without moving your lips. That's because it was, it was Martin behind you that said it. Uh, he's the oldest person by 937 years, allegedly. What well, do we make sense of these numbers? I don't make sense of these numbers. Do you have to worry about them? I wouldn't worry about them. If he's lived for 937 years, it just means he's lived a flipping long time, all right? And that's how it's measured. How do they measure a year? How are we translating the Hebrew? Don't worry about it. They were old. They lived longer. But actually, if they were designed to be eternal, then why couldn't they have lived these lengths of time? 937 years is still a lot less than eternally, if you think about it. You know, it's, it seems like a huge distance for us. So Enoch, who's going to be commended by the writer to the Hebrews for walking with God and being a man of faith, his blessing to the next generation 
Enoch doesn't die. And his blessing to the next generation is that Methuselah becomes the longest lived person in the Bible. And actually in our culture, is maybe not quite so much now, but you know, Methuselah is known within culture for being long lived, as old as Methuselah, as old as the, as old as the hills. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years. This walking with God thing is really important. He walked with God. What were, they just, what were Adam and Eve designed to do? Walk with God in the garden, in the cool of the evening. And walking with God walking with God doesn't mean walking the way Wendy and I walk. Stay where you are. That's, that's me and that's Wendy. Because <laughs> she walks a lot quicker than me. And after 400 yards, she's 200 yards in front of me. You know, <clears throat> I, I think she walks really quickly. She thinks I walk really slowly. Uh, it's probably a bit of both. But there you go. Walking with God doesn't even mean being here with God. Walking with God doesn't even mean you're right with this. Yeah, doesn't even mean that. The sense in the in the Hebrew here and in and in the Greek in in in, in Hebrews is this is walking with God. Yeah, <laughs> you can let go now. You're fine. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. There's an intimacy about it. It's not sexual. It's not inappropriate there's but there's an intimacy with it it's sitting on dad's lap you know it's it's pops reading to the grandchildren does chris sit down long enough to read to the grandchildren i'm not sure but but you know what i mean it's it's that closeness that our culture our culture is weird so we still have the vestiges of the victorian culture that says that that's wrong if, I'd, if we'd done that in church 50 years ago, they would, they would have been all around the village. Laurie's hugging the congregation. What's going on? <laughs> because there's a prudishness in our, in our culture that says this intimacy, that level of intimacy is wrong. Yeah. Okay, but then there's an over-familiarity in our culture as well. It's a weird, it's a weird one that, that, that runs, you know. I still can't handle it when I give the guy in the petrol station my credit card to pay my bill and he calls me Laurie. I don't know him. <laughs> and he only knows my name because he's read it off my credit card. <laughs> and if he tells me to have a nice day when I leave, I want to scream, you know. But that's my problem, not his, actually. That's my issue. The walking with God is about an intimate relationship with God. John laying his head on Jesus's chest, you know, there's that intimacy with God. He not walked with God three hundred years and had other sons and daughters. <laughs> Methuselah gets a mention. The others don't. If you live that flipping long, you're going to have a few kids, aren't you? You know. <laughs> He had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived 365 years. Well, compared to his son, that's not long, is it? But Enoch walked with God, then he was no more. Because God took him away. Can we go back to Hebrews? 
It's not that he was no more. We, we've actually got a friend, or oh, some of you have met Paul, um, Paul Hopkins, who has this relationship with God beyond uh, even what we've experienced. And he's actually said he's been in God's presence and there's been the odd occasion where he knows he's got the choice not to come back. He's got the choice to walk with God and go. But he chooses to come back because he's got to look after Catherine and his kids are growing up and all that stuff, you know. But there's that walking with God. There's a great uh, Christian Indian prophet called Sandhu Singh, uh, converted out of a um, Sikh background. Sorry, thank you very much. It was in there. I was just trying to remember. <laughs> um, and he went to pray up in the hills. I'm not quite exactly where, but somewhere in the Punjab. And, and he go and, and was not seen again. But was seen again about 40 years later when he should have been about 130 or something, you know, 100 and whatever it was. And But then not seen again. And then seen again. It's like... When you read these stories, part of you goes, yeah, really? But then you remember Enoch, and you remember these guys who walk with God. And this is before Jesus, of course. <laughs> you know, this is, you know, Enoch can't say Jesus lives in my heart, but he's still walking with God. He's still walking in that identity. And he, he's commended by the writer of the Hebrews for living in faith, for living by faith. And what does that mean? He was Before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Does that mean he was a good boy and did everything right? Probably not. It's not about what we do, remember. What did he do to please God? We've already seen it. What did he do? You can answer the question if you want to. He walked with God. He walked with God. He sought God's presence. He looked to be in God's presence. We had a training day yesterday. And I said to the guys, if what we're doing is a chore, if what we're doing is hard work, then don't do it. We should come to worship Sundays. We should come to what we did yesterday, whatever it is. We should go to home group Every week, and thank you for the testimony about home group. We should, because we want to be with our brothers and sisters in God's presence. Not because, no, oh, it's home group tonight. I suppose I better go. Ever been there? Oh, heck, I've been there so many times. But actually, I don't come to church, I don't come to the here on a Sunday morning because I think I've got to be, well, most of the time, I don't come because I think I've got to be here. I don't come because I've got to lead worship. I don't come because. I come because I want to be with you in God's presence. And do you know what? If I wasn't a vicar, do you know what I'd do on a Sunday morning? I'd go to church because I want to be in God's presence. Oh, you can be in God's presence anyway. I meet with God out in the hills. I mean, Of course you can. But there's something about meeting together. And the, the corporate manifest presence of God, which is just awesome. I'm doing that thing with my hand again. I was doing that yesterday. I'm not turning the microphone off today, though. I had the microphone pack in my pocket yesterday. And every time I did that, I turned it off, which was a bit upsetting. But 
It's about being with God. It's about it's about wanting. To, it's about wanting to be with God. And you may have heard Wendy say, sometimes it's not even about wanting to be with God. Sometimes it's about wanting to want to be with God. Sometimes it's about wanting to want to want to be with God. And you, it doesn't matter how far back you are from that. If you make the first want to, then we're moving. We're moving. You, you will roll towards faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him... So here we go. Do you want to be in God's presence? Well, that was suitably un- underwhelming. <laughs> do, 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 do you want to be in God's presence? Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you. <laughs> you want to be in God's presence. So we come to him. We must believe he exists. Do you? Well, I'm sort of hoping because you're here, you might believe he exists. That might help, you know. But actually, if you're here and you're not sure, and you're not and you're not sure about Jesus, that's that's absolutely fine. Please still come, seek him, find out. He will reveal himself to you. He will show you. It's okay. But we we believe he exists, right? So we're getting the first bit right. And here's the bit that hits every bit of our British culture, and that he rewards those. Who earnestly seek him. We don't do things for reward, do we? You know, English Christian culture, we've got to be ever so humble and we mustn't we mustn't expect things and we shouldn't. The scripture says he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now he doesn't reward you always with what you want. <laughs> he rewards you with what he has for you and it's the best thing for you, but he rewards you. But Laurie, you say it's not about seeking rewards. It's not about seeking rewards. It's about seeking him. And he will bless you. As parents, do you long to bless your kids? Those of you who got kids? Yeah? Yeah. It's really hard when they won't receive it. It's really hard. Kids, receive what's coming. And they're all going, yeah, more, more. I'll have it. More chocolate. <laughs> More money. Whatever it is. But it doesn't always work out like that, does it? There's lots of kids who don't get blessed. You think about that as well. He rewards those who earnestly seek him. We don't seek him for the reward. We seek him for him. And he will bless us. Do you believe that? They're the two things that are about walking in faith. Yes, I believe you exist, Lord, but I also believe if I seek you, you will bless me. I mean, for goodness sake, are you born? If you're born again sitting here, you have been blessed from here to heaven and back. You've been blessed with the gift of eternal life. You've been blessed with the assurance of heaven after you've died. You've been blessed with the presence of God in your life, right? Oh, flip. Are you, are you blessed or what? That's the preacher getting a bit subtle about it. But you are, aren't you? If he gives you nothing else, he's blessed you beyond your wildest imagination. But actually, he's given everything you need to live this godly and life. Ephesians 3, you might know the love that is so high and wide and deep. He's given, and he's given you more than you already realize. What you need to do is realize it and walk in it. And how do we walk in it? We walk by faith. And how do we do that? We believe he exists and we believe that if we earnestly... It's a virtuous cycle, which is the opposite of a vicious 
No, it's a virtuous circle, which is the opposite of a vicious cycle. There you go. Got my words the right way around there. As we seek him, you know, we come into worship and go, oh, oh, I'm in worship. Okay, oh, that feels quite, oh, right, okay, Lord. So I'm going, oh, do you know what? I, I could do some more work. And, and suddenly it lifts. I won't come to church this morning. I'm in a bad place. I'll spoil it. I've had texts like that over 25 years. Each person that's written that to me, I wanted to go and slap them. I won't, I promise, because the place they need to be is in church. If they're feeling that bad, then come. Come and sit outside. Come and sit at the back. Come and sit. I'm not saying those on the back row are trying to hide, but you know what I mean? It's be here. Not because I want to tick the box and get the numbers up and all the rest of it, but because actually be in his presence. Earnestly seek him. So if you're feeling rubbish, seek him. If you're feeling okay, seek him. If you're feeling really good, seek him. And be blessed. That's what Enoch did. And he was no more. He got taken to that spiritual place. And he escaped death. Only two other people have escaped death in Scripture. Sorry, only two people have escaped death in Scripture. Enoch and Elijah. The answer this time is not Jesus, of course, because he didn't escape death. He went through death and out the other side. Oh, well done, because that's the trick question, because people go, oh, it's Jesus, isn't it? Because he came, he, you know, he rose from, no, he still, he died. Enoch and Elijah are the two people that got there. And I think there's a load of people that it's happened to in the last 2,000 years. We just don't know about them. Do you want to walk by faith? Yeah? We're going to, to just do a couple of songs in response. And first one, we're going to say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Fill me, release me, grow me, transform me. Meet me where I'm at. Meet me in my tiredness. Meet me in my anger. Meet me in my fear. Meet me in my struggle. Meet me in my joy. Meet me in my fun. Just, but Lord, meet me. We're up for that? Okay.